good Monday evening, and welcome to another gut-wrenching, powerful episode of Redskins Perspective presented by the Sideline Junkies. We got the boss riding with us tonight. What's happening, BJ? What's going on, KG, man? I know you ain't feeling too good, but we here, man, and we get to talk about it. We got to do it for the people. Uh, We got... Later on in the show, before we end it, we got live reaction from Delonte. I haven't forgot about Mr. Slidell Keith. Uh, I got to get up with him and, and do something special. We'll do that separately. But uh, this game yesterday, uh, Dallas beats the Dallas beats the Redskins, thirty-one twenty-one. Um, I'm I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, what's your first thoughts? Initial thoughts coming off this game? Embarrassment. Um, laughing stock of the league. I think that the issues that were week one with the second, for that to carry into week two and have the exact same problems to a, almost to a T is completely unacceptable. For your coach in the post game to basically admit that they're not doing a good job coaching is, is just unacceptable. Or for you to be a Redskins fan and be in your home stadium, FedEx field and have to fight and look around that stadium and see, man, we might be outnumbered here on this sellout, on this sellout game. We might be outnumbered 55 to 45. They might have us here to get to the end of the game and to get put out of your own stadium by Dallas Cowboy fans. I think it's probably for, for you know, you're, you're more in tune with the franchise than I am. You know what my background is. But I think this is one of the low points of, this, of, the, of, of the Redskins' history. Just, you just think about what happened yesterday. Because me and you talk like we always do. And halftime... I, I said to you, we said to each other, if they don't get control, the momentum is shifting and it's shifted. That Jason Witten score at the end of the end of the was the end of the half. Yep. I said if they don't come out and grab this momentum back, this game is over. Because it seemed like, which you know, quote unquote, we're supposed to be the strong point of this team, which is the defense, absolutely is, is a, a, a sham of itself. And it's, it's players and coaching. Number 24 has nothing else to say. From calling out the fans, the, the, the Rock FedEx, to talking about Dak Prescott, 24 better be quiet, okay? He's getting paid like a top corner, and he's nowhere near that. Yesterday's game, it, it, you you – you have bright spots. And I don't want people to think that, man, you're so negative against this team, man. You just got to just gotta cheer for the team and, and, and be positive. How can I be positive? When I watched on Fox yesterday, Cowboy fans putting the Redskins fans out of their stadium. If you told me right now, Case Keenan would have the numbers he had Remember, if you go back and listen to our earlier episodes, I was high on Case Keenum. I said, this team 
for me, I thought the ceiling for this team, because remember, you still got Jay Gruden as the coach. The ceiling for this team was 10 and 6. Wild car birth, Case Keenum running the helm. If you told me Case Keenum, I don't has he thrown an interception, KG? No, sir, he has not. He got about what he has, 600 yards, five TDs? Yeah, no, it's six TDs, five TDs, five TDs. If you told me this would be Case Keenum's stats right now, I would like, nah, I think he, he'd be efficient, but not that efficient. And, and don't get me wrong, we're not talking about Peyton Manning. You know, he missed some throws. Um, the the one of the plays, he, he, he was, I, I think it was Chris Thompson, he was going to in the flat was a bad ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the strength, the, the, the supposed strength of this team, non existent. And I don't want to hear Jonathan Allen miss the game. I don't, it's 11 other guys. The no. main problem, the main problem, I can't really say it's the secondary. Secondary is bad right now, but it's no pass rush. And part of that is because Dak started getting his legs moving and absolutely scared the Redskins off. It was a play where you 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 showed me where Ryan Kerrigan almost stood still trying to figure out if Zeke was getting the ball, Dak was getting the ball. And I told you, at that point, they kind of playing scared now because the game is all about your gaps, your angles. You, we see it all the time. We saw it when RG3 here was here and how they played the RPO. We saw Cap. We saw all these, all these mobile quarterbacks. Kurgan didn't move <laughs> until he figured out who got the ball. And I'm not faulting Ryan Kerrigan. One of, I think one of the most elite pass rushers in the league doesn't get credit for it, but he's not the quickest person when you're talking about chasing down Zeke or chasing down Dak. He has a motor on him, but not the quickest. So you have to do what you have to do to put yourself in position. But the coaching on this team is almost non-existent. It's laughable to see this team come out for the second week and make the same mistakes in the, in the, on the defense, in the secondary. You had a Josh Norman, Monte Nicholson mix-up again. For the second week in a row, after Deshaun Jackson burnt them for two TDs last week. Your bright spot, Terry McLaurin. He looks like if they can get some offense together, he, I'm not even going to say he looks like he is a number one receiver. He has the speed. He has the hands. I would love to see how he's going to do when Jordan Reed gets back. When that offense can open up just a little bit more and you have another threat. Because right now, it's really no other threat. AP came in, couldn't really get AP going because you were down. Couldn't really establish AP. It seemed like, and we talked about this also, and KG, I'm going to let you get in. It seemed like Gruden just didn't want to give AP the ball. Well, to piggyback off of what you said, the strongest part, and that was my whole argument in the offseason and getting Landon Collins, uh, getting everybody back healthy. The defense is going to do their thing. You know, we got, okay, Ruben Foster went down. 
they signed John Boston. All right, we got a sideline, a sideline, inside linebacker. I didn't see, you know, I knew Mason Foster might get cut. Didn't see him being cut when Ruben Foster went down. But it happened. Forget it. Um, the, the 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 secondary. I I would rather Monte Nicholson back up and give up the underneath stuff. Keep it in front of you, but don't give it up over top of your head. And I don't know what kind of coverage they were running, but Josh Norman was beat off the line. Don't say that name on this podcast anymore. Don't say that name on this podcast. He's 24. Number 24 was beat off the line. And immediately, now, most people would say, well, you ain't never been in that position. Yes, I have. Played the free safety. Love playing free safety. Enjoy playing strong safety more because I got to hit people more. But enjoy playing free safety all the time. And I, one of the things my coach told me, don't ever let nobody get deeper than you. I don't care what you got to do. You stay in the middle of the field and don't let nobody get deeper than you. If you got to move over and help, because you know your corner's weak, you need to come over. I don't want to see you uh, escorting nobody out of bounds because you escort anybody out of bounds. You're going to come stand next to me. You better lay them out of bounds. Let them know you did. Monte Nichols is not doing that. And I'm, I'm to be quite honest, it's early, but uh, we have another play like that, not even another game, another play like that where that secondary is bad. I want to see Troy Afke back there. That's it, and that's all. I mean, DRC, and then that's another thing. DRC's running around limping. Like, why didn't you pull him out of the game? I would have had put the people's corner in there, let him get, get something. But DRC's limping. We don't need him limping, trying to cover a healthy receiver. That's not needed. Uh, the pass rush, like you say, was non-existent, but that whole play with Kerrigan and I showed you, that's the way you're supposed to defend the read option. But like you said, if he would have made a, a move, he could have stopped them for, and they prevented that first down. I, and I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, look, I'm not Ryan Kerrigan. I don't pretend to be Ryan Kerrigan. What I'm saying is force Dak's hand. Make him give it to Zeke so Zeke, your, your rest of your squad can go get Zeke. Okay, that's that. That's the that's the force defender. I'm forcing you to give it to Zeke. I mean, this was supposed to be in the in the damn uh, 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 game plan. This is what they're going to do. They do RPO. You when they, when we when when they do RPO, you force that Zach. I mean, I can't even get, get his name out. You force Dak. The rest of us will get Zeke. But to have that pause to see, ah, I might be able to beat Kerrigan. Because he's, he's, he's basically like a statue right now. I can get outside Kerrigan. What I'm saying is, Kerrigan is supposed to force Dak to give that ball off. And if you can get to him, hit him. If you're going to hold the ball that long, you're going to take a hit. But you know something? I... If he would have just took maybe uh, enough steps up where he wasn't flat-footed, he could have made. I think he could have made a better play, maybe not the play, but a better play because he didn't break contain. 
But now if he goes too far in, he breaks and taint and Dak gets to the outside, it's automatic first down anyway. But that's what I'm talking about. You're your focus on Dak. Okay. Kerrigan, if Kerrigan's your 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 contained guy, then his focus is Dak. Okay. So if he takes that angle, you take a wide enough angle, but where he was, all he had to do is come in like he normally would come in. Make Dak give that ball off sooner. Because Dak basically, like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, I gave it to Zeke, do I run? Get back there and, and knock the star off his helmet. You're going to hold this ball? You're going to, by time, and I think you're doing RPR, I'm going to hit you. You just have to take a penalty sometimes. Knock the snot out of him. I guarantee you, be like, Coach, we need to go ahead and cut that RPO. 91 just tagged me. I'm telling my guys, I don't want y'all to play dirty, but if they're going to run RPO, hit them. Hit that. I don't care how late it is. Make him not want to do RPO anymore. Or if they do it, make him immediately hand that ball off to Zeke. Okay? Now, like last week, offense looked like they could move the ball. You know what I'm saying? They took a shot to McLaurin, which uh, Case Keenum underthrew. I felt like, and you said, I know you said that you thought it was pass interference. I, they're not calling that this year. We, we didn't forget about that. For whatever reason, pass interference is almost non-existent. You almost have to have your face mask ripped off for pass interference to get called. But I thought if if Case Keenum got that ball out earlier and put some air underneath that ball, let McLaurin go get it. I'm sorry, I'm, I got to stop calling him McLaurin. If he lets Scary Terry go get that ball, Scary Terry's a Ferrari. He put that thing in fifth and sixth gear. Let him go get it. Put it out there. Where was that Jones checking him? I believe it was. Put it out there where only Scary Terry has a chance to get it. Because it looks like he has that playmaking ability. Okay? So, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Like, okay, I'm going to put this out there. And, you know, we, we, we talked about it a little bit last week's show. You know, Case Keenum, he doesn't have a velocity to zip that some of the, you know, like Aaron Rodgers or, you know, even Tom Brady. Some, you know, your stronger arm QBs are going to just let it fly. Big Ben. They just put that thing in there. Matt Stafford. Put that thing in the air. Let it hang. He don't have that. So he got to get the ball out. He got to have his timing down. And if he knows Gary Terry running that, that long post to the hash marks, you got to put it out there early. Give him a chance to run underneath it. Because he Dallas was – it was nobody back there for help. That was been six points. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's it was very frustrating to watch that game yesterday. And to watch – this team do the same thing they've done under the entire Jay Gruden regime, which is nothing. No adjustments. The same mistakes week in and week out. And to tell them, tell all of tell all shots. Dan Snyder in the press box, in his owner's box, sitting next to Alex Smith, hunched down. Like, what do I do? What do I do? I, I genuinely think, think I, I know a lot of people say, as long as Dan Snyder making money, he don't care. I don't think that's the case. No. 
Because I don't think that I don't think that's the case at all. If that's the case, body language tells you everything. He wasn't happy. And if you saw, he wasn't. He wasn't happy at all. And it was just like you know, kind of like, what do I do? What do I do? And you have to think back. You know, all this fire, Bruce, fire, Jay. Don't forget, Jay Gruden was the seventh place trophy. I, I keep having to remind people of this. They bring in his brother John. Didn't want the job. He recommended his brother Jay. Nobody wanted this job. Jay Gruden is your seventh place trophy. Now you have to look around the league in the NFC, in your own conference, and watch Kyle Shanahan work magic in, in, in San Francisco. And you have to watch one of the brightest, youngest minds in the league, and Sean McVay, Rams, run up and down the, the field. And, 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 you know, I know the Saints with Drew Brees was yesterday, but those are two well-coached teams. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They were both on the staff here in Washington. At the same time. At the same time, whatever happened with the Shanahan's and, 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 and owner, I don't know if it was the owner, management, got in the way of Kyle taking. Kyle was supposed to take that job over from Mike. And I think if Kyle took that job, and I know it's what it could have should be. If Kyle took that from Mike, you would be in a better position. You'd be a better coach team today. Well, you know what? Looking at it and, you know, the body language of uh, of Dame Snyder, I- I'm thinking that he had a phone call with Doug Williams and Bruce Allen and, and even Eric Schaefer and said, hey, we got to do something. And if they're smart, you fire. And, geez, if you would have told me I was saying this two years ago, I'd tell you you were lying. Because one thing I, I was – when they signed Jay Gruden as the coach, I was a advocate for Jay Gruden because I've been a fan of his for years. Not because of his, you know, who who his brother is. No, 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 no. Jay Gruden, and I'm a big arena football watcher. He's one of the greatest arena football quarterbacks and coaches to ever step on the field. And I was like, you know, hey, look what he did in Tampa Bay as an offensive consultant. They pretty much won a Super Bowl. Look at what he's done with the Bengals. All he needs is the personnel. It could work. You gave him the personnel, it's still not working. He has to go. I don't think, and the over-under for this year, I think was eight. I'm taking the under because he'll be gone by the sixth week. But he has to go. Uh, I was an advocate for Greg Minuski. He has to go. Because his play calling, I don't know what the hell he's looking at but I can call a better game on defense with my eyes closed and what he's calling. He's not using the rotation that he had, that he should be using. Um, but I told you this yesterday. I think Rob Ryan will wind up taking over this defense by the end of the season. Because when you got guys like, even though Jonathan Allen didn't play yesterday, but you got Jonathan Allen, Matt Ionitis, Deron Payne, Tim Settle, Ryan Anderson, John Boston, Cole Holcomb has been a, it's turned into a beast. Uh, Ryan Kurgan, Casanova McKinney, and now Montez Sweat. Then you got Landon Collins on the back end. And, and Jimmy Moreland is pretty good. Number 24 needs to get his head out of his, you know what, and play better. Uh, DRC when healthy is good. You got pieces. 
you got what you need. If you if, if that's the case that you missing something, you need another shutdown corner, which I think we need. And from word on the street from my uh sideline junkie sources, Jalen Ramsey is up for trade. Here's the thing. You can have Jalen Ramsey on one side. You can have Stephon Gilmore on the other side. If they have to cover for five, six, seven seconds, they're going to get smoked. But that's why, you know, you got corners like that. That's I don't. That's another thing. I don't understand how this pass rush. You're not blitzing. This is where, and people say, "Well, you, 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 you tripping." This is where I miss Greg Williams. Greg Williams could take. He Greg Williams is 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 the old school, '80s chef. And and if you grew up in the '80s, and you know, it, it's Wednesday. Ain't no food in the house, but you got to eat. Because mom and grandma and dad and granddad ain't been to the store. They're not going till Friday when payday hit. So you got to create a meal. You got to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And you got to create a meal that's going to stretch. That's what Greg Williams used to do. He took, okay, I got this beast in Sean Taylor. But I don't have really nobody to put beside him. I got Vernon Fox. I got Carlos Rogers. I ain't got really much of a pass rush. Let me see. Let me mix all this in. Let me put Pearson Prelo in here and blitz him and, you know, just send pressure from every different way. We had a top 10 defense every year except one under Greg Williams. That's what we're missing. You have the pieces now. I mean, minus Deshaun Taylor because we don't have a beast in the secondary like that at all. But you have the pieces, more pieces in the front seven that you can blitz. But those guys in the back ain't got to hold their man so that blitz can get there. But we don't even freaking blitz. And I was about to say that, bro. It's, I asked you that yesterday. I said, "Where's the blitz? If you're going, if you're going to beat me, you're going to beat me. I, I'm going to go down swinging. Yeah. I'm going to send. I'm going to send the house. I want to see how good you are when you got people coming in your face. Tampa Bay yesterday did a. Uh, was it Tampa Bay? Yes, it was Tampa. Not yesterday, but Thursday night. Tampa Bay did a hell of a job frustrating and flustering Cam Newton. He couldn't even get hit. He couldn't even get back to his drop, and it was already pressure in his face. You know what that comes from, ladies and gentlemen? That just comes from good coaching, studying film, and knowing where your opponent's weaknesses. That's it. That's all. I'm not. I'm not asking for a lot. But like you said, KG, when you have a, a, a top-tier coordinator like Greg Williams that can mix and match, that understands his personnel, you can mix up things, you can put stuff together that, that you like, man, I didn't know you could make a meal out of this. Mm-hmm. But let me, let me ask you a question. And I'm, I'm not being facetious. I'm being honest. Now, one thing the Ryans are known for, and I mean uh, – uh, uh, Rob and uh, Rex, they're known for linebackers. Now, Buddy is, was known for linebackers in 1985. And even when he took over the Eagles, he was known for, uh, you know, the linebacking court there. With the linebackers they have, that rotation of linebackers between uh, – geez, I just had to pull that. Hold on. Between uh, Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat, 
Ryan Anderson, John Bostic, even Sean Dion Hamilton, Josh Harvey Clemens, Cole Holcomb, Casanova McKenzie. Why can't just as a you you, you just want to create pressure? Forty six. Why not try it and run that forty six? And you got somebody like Landon Collins who's not going to get beat deep, who can play the free safety, but is better at the strong. But he's not going to get beat deep over the top. And you just create pressure and let them. But see, only problem is we don't have the corners. If we had the corners, be a different story. But but see, that's that you you just you just killed your own point. If you if you're bringing pressure, your corners are going to look like your corners are going to look like gold hens, True. gold eggs, twenty four carat. You you don't need if you can bring pressure. If they can bring pressure right now, how many how many bombs and how many times you think Josh Gordon would get toasted if they couldn't even stop Ryan Kerrigan. If Ryan Kerrigan would have a game of Montez Sweat or Casanova McKenzie had a game yesterday like a Khalil Mack would have had where they just dominate and they had to focus on them. That you you, you do you're getting this because you Carson Wentz week one, Dak Prescott week two are just standing in the pocket. And like you said, there is no Mix of anything. Let me put, let me put Montez Sweat, Casanova, McKenzie. Let me mix it. Let me mix up my personnel. Let me see what unit works the best. I'm gonna put all three. I'm gonna put all of them on the field. All of my best passers: Kerrigan, Casanova, McKenzie, Montez Sweat. You know, I know he. Had, you know, Montez Sweat. He's a rookie, and people, oh, he's a bust. Blah blah blah. Okay, he's one. It, we're telling you, this team is not well coached. I'm actually scared because if they don't fix this, you're going to stump people's development. Yeah. Okay. If you throw, if people, if people are actually saying, go get, go throw uh, Dwayne Haskins in it. No. If you throw Dwayne Haskins in there now, you're going to have a Jason Campbell situation on your hands. Yes. Yes. Because he's going to come in. Jay Gruden, this is it for Jay Gruden. This is it for Jay Gruden. Okay, because the team is not going to, you know, people oh, be optimistic Monday night versus the Bears. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? And now you have to go play Khalil Mack. Eddie Jackson, one of the best safeties in the league. They're going to be ready for Terry, uh, Scary Terry. Yeah. And I'm not saying Scary Terry can't still get out because I think he is a playmaker. I think he's one of those playmakers where, like Deshaun Jackson, you know where he is, and he still gets behind you. Right. Okay? But you're talking about going up against one of the top-tier defenses in the league, the best pass rusher in the league right now. He took that title yet last, last season, Khalil Mack. Okay? He took that right from Von Miller. But <laughs> you know, what? next Monday night is going to be a long night. You know what? I'm, I'm just – I went and looked it up. Think about this. And – I'm not saying that we have the personnel to rival the 85 Bears defense, which was a dominant defense, but we got the personnel to run a 46 because they had Dan Hampton, Richard Dent, Mongo McMichael, Refrigerator Perry. Okay. Their linebackers, Singletary Wilson, uh, Otis Wilson, Wilbur Marshall, Ron Revere. Secondary, you had Dave Durson and Gary Fensick at your safeties. Leslie Frazier, who your former coach, uh, Mike Richardson. And then they had a, a rotation of guys. 
But the thing is, you never really heard about their secondary like that because the front seven or the front nine was so bad. They they got to you before anything. But I'm not questioning what you're saying about having the personnel. You don't have the chef. It, say it again. Because you, I'm not questioning the personnel at all. I'm not questioning the personnel at all. You don't have the chef to cook the meal. Monusky is not that person. No. Jay Gruden, you don't have the chef on the offense. And here's the thing. And I know you said, hey, Jay Gruden, you know, this, that, and the other. Some guys are just great coordinators. Okay? When you're a coordinator and you're responsible for a particular unit, or you might be an offensive coordinator, you might be just responsible for the quarterback. When you get in charge of a whole team and you don't have the personality, you don't have the the know-it-all to deal with different personalities, to know who to skull, who to baby. When you don't have that, and it's showing, it's it's showing like a sore thumb right now. When you don't have that, this is the result: an undisciplined, penalty-ridden team. Okay, penalty after that's something we ain't talk about. Penalty after penalty Sunday. Penalty after penalty after penalty. Undisciplined squad. It was a play. Landon Collins bit on the fake. Thought the play was over. Thought the play was over. Okay? This is a very undisciplined, badly coached team. And I know I'm getting on 24. As I said earlier, 60% is 24, 40% of his coaching. Because 24 for some odd reason, is not being real and true to himself and that doesn't understand that he can't go step for step with the top uh, uh, horses in the league. That's not his game. So why? Why are you putting him in that position? Why is he being put in that position? It, it should always be safety help over top. I'm like you, KG. Kill me underneath. You're not getting behind me. I don't care what you have. Do not bite on anything underneath. What we're going to do, we're going to mix up. We're going to come out. We're going to mix up cover two, cover three, four, six, nine. I'm mixing up everything. You're going to think I'm in cover two. I'm in cover six. Cover nine. I'm mixing it. It's, it's one coverage on board. If you, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with coverages, it's one coverage. It's a cover four on one side. It's a cover two on the other side. You figure it out, though, because I'm coming out in all this. And it just seems like they got 10 plays, and if them 10 plays don't work, they screwed. After that, they have nothing. They come out, you know, get the, 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 the uh, I forgot what the sheet is called, but, you know, when you, you the open and play drive, you, you're trying to put that confidence building drive together. Both teams trying to fill each other out. Well, you scripted. The scripted plays. There you go. Your scripted plays. It's like after they get away from the scripted plays on offense and defense, it's nothing there. There's no adjustments. There's no, hey, let me move Ryan Kerrigan on this side. You put Montez Sweat in the middle. You put Casanova Kennedy where Ryan Kerrigan is. Because now the deep offensive line, like, uh, where's 91 at? Why is 91 on this side? Why, why, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is Bostick not in no more? Why is Ryan Kerrigan in the middle of the field? And yeah, and you, and some of y'all probably say, why would Ryan Kerrigan be in the middle of the field? He's a, yes, I'm blitzing him from the middle of the field. I'm a blitzing from the middle of the field, and then guess what? I'm gonna drop him back one time. I'm gonna send everybody else. I'm at 91 drop back because you're gonna be looking for 91. I'm sending everybody else except 91. You know what? Over the years, it's been a lot of years. We've had discussions about different ways to blitz. You don't see many teams blitz anymore, but when you do, they get through. They get home. But you can use the the, the delay blitz. Yep. Uh, take Sweat and, and Kerrigan and put them both on the same side and make you. One of them's going to get through. But one thing I can say is uh, Deron Payne was getting a field yesterday. He was a bright spot on defense. But that if that was a quarterback that wasn't mobile, Deron Payne would have had at least three sacks yesterday. But when he was getting upfield, he was getting a hand on that. Nobody was there to clean up. That's a problem. It is. Because if he was – he, it, that's like if I'm coming up the middle and I know to my right is BJ, to my left is Junie, I know behind me is Big Jim, and coming off the corner is Delonte. And I got Don coming from the other way. I know if I force one of those ways, one of those guys are going to get him because I know I got help. Somebody's going to leak through and contain, and I got help. And like you said, so many ways to come with the blitz, delayed. I want, I see Dak is right handed. My first thing I'm going to do is, got a little party going here, but the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to get Dak. I need to get Dak rattled. I'm blitzing from his right side. I want him to run to his left. I want him to have to throw cross body. Okay? That's one thing. Then when he's anticipating that, I'm going to come from the other side. Then when he, he, he thinks he knows that, I'm coming from both sides. Then when he thinks he got the, the mic picked out and he got, you know, it's, it's coming from the left side, coming up the middle with three, four people. You tell me you, you stop three or four people coming up the middle because the first wave I'm going to send is just to eat up blockers. Then I'm going to send Landon Collins on a delay to come chase down Dak Prescott. You, I, I don't want you to have time to throw the ball. I want you to be rattled. I want you to figure out where it's coming from. In the second half, I figured it out. That's like, okay, this, this is enough. I know, what, I know what they're doing. And he got comfortable. He started hitting, hitting everybody, hitting everybody. And one play in particular, because we we running out of time, one play in particular I wanted to just go over was when Dak made that big run. And um, I don't know who was blocking Josh Norman. He saw Josh Norman. That could have outran Josh Norman. Dak know what Josh Norman said to him. It wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. But Josh Norman had some words for Dak Prescott. I think Dak wanted to put his arm out into 24th collarbone and throw him to the ground. Okay? I talk about this type of stuff all the time. I love to see that out of players. I love to see that out of players. You got a smart, you got a mouth, you got something to say about me, take this stiff arm. Take this stiff arm. I think he really wanted the, 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 the wide receiver to stop blocking so he could try to stiff arm Josh Norman. 
and he probably would have succeeded. Because if you look at that play, that 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 took it down a gear. Yeah, you, people say, oh, he was just trying to figure out which way the receiver was going. No, he, if you look at that play, he saw, when he noticed it was Josh Norman, he, he slowed down a little bit. He wanted to stiff arm him into the second row, and I don't blame him. And that's, I think that's why he got picked on yesterday, too. Got a lot of mouth here. He'll take that. Take this and take that. And here's some butter. Because, sir, you're burnt toast. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But something has to change. Before we get out of here, something has to change. And you got Chicago on Monday night. Uh, Regardless of what happens, I mean, it should have happened last night. And when I say something has to change and what should have happened last night, uh, offensively, Kevin O'Connell, Tim Rattay, they're doing good. Uh, Ike Hilliard, wide receivers coach, doing good. Matt Cavanaugh, doing good. But Jay has to go. I don't know if you know Bill Callahan. Jay and his buddy. Yeah. But now, I don't know if you promote Bill Callahan to the head coach or you promote Tom Sula. Do you promote Kevin O'Connell? I don't know. But Jay has to go. On the defensive side, Greg Minuski and Ray Horton, who's the defensive backs coach, got to go. And James Rowe, too, who's the assistant defensive backs coach. Uh, defensive quality control, Cannon Matthews and Kyshawn Jarrett, got to go. Bye. Uh, Rob Ryan, who's the inside linebackers coach. I don't understand why you got an inside linebackers coach and an outside linebackers coach. <laughs> but Rob Ryan, Chad Grimm, they are doing the damn thing with those linebackers. Uh, Jim Tom Sula with that D-line, he's working with spare parts, kind of, sort of, right now, but he's they're doing their damn thing, no excuse. They just, it's play calling. I think, I'm like, do you move Rob Ryan up and give him the shot of D coordinator? Do you have it D coordinated by committee? Because Tom Sula and Rob Ryan probably on the same page. And they're like, look, this is what we're going to run because this is what we got. We always talk about it. Well, that would be. You take the personnel. I- I'm sorry, KG. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. Oh, my bad. No, I mean, I'm just, you take the personnel you have and you make it work. That's what we do. That's what you're supposed to do. We talk about it all the time. You tailor fit your defense, your offense, whatever, to what you have. You don't make them fit into, well, this is what I want to run. No, you fit it in to their strengths. You play to their strengths. That's it, and that's all. And that would be what good coaches do. But we already know this team is toned up for a lot of reasons because the whole team was upset that AP was a healthy scratch week one. Okay? Yes. You, when you're missing your tone, your, the tone of your team and your, your team's gripes, and you still go about your business, that's a problem. So I would say, I don't know who Rob, Rob Ryan has really never been a really good D coordinator. Not like his brother. Not like his brother. I think his brother's a chef. He's an assistant chef. Okay. He's, he's okay. But he, right now, Manuski is just not working. Jay Gruden is not working. This team is a laughing stock. 
and it would continue to be a laughing stock until someone in upper management, whether it's Doug Williams, Bruce Allen, to talk to Mr. Snyder and say, we have to do this. We cannot keep getting embarrassed and getting put out of our own stadium. We can't keep having home games where it's 50-50 the other team fans. We can't keep doing this. It, it, some, it, somewhere it has to stop. Somebody has to put their foot down and say, we need somebody competent in here to run this thing and to run it the right way. And until they do that, it's, it's going to be more the same thing. I, I predict a sloppy game Monday night. That game is here, right? Yes, it is. Let me predict something, and then we got to go. I think if they can embarrass a Monday night football in front of a worldwide audience, I think you're going to see some payroll. If they get embarrassed at home on Monday night football, or if somebody says, I don't know who the Monday night football crew is, but if they make a note that, man, it's more bare. Bears fan in here than Redskins fan. Okay? I've never known a Bears fan to travel with. I've never seen a Bears fan in my life. Okay? So, if they come and Monday night and dominate FedEx Field, you got a problem, ladies and gentlemen. That, that, that's all I got to say. Hey, that, that's absolute truth. No so, matter how you slice it, it's a problem. But... Uh, this is my team through and through. I'm not abandoning them, but something has to change. Something has to be done. Uh, some sort of changes in the play calling. And I, I got tired of yesterday of them keep saying, well, you know, Jay Gruden doesn't like AP's running style. You know, Jay Gruden and AP, they, 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 they're clashing. Even If it's true, it's true. But it's national attention now. It's another distraction for this team. And Jay Groot is another one that needs to get his head out of his ass. Yeah, you I, have a workhorse in your backfield, and you don't want to use it. I, I didn't understand that. He didn't like his north-south running style. He felt it didn't give his offense balance. Sir, you're the donkey of the week. Because if you're a good play caller, you give your team balance. So, KG, I got to get out of here, man. Yeah, I got to do the same. Uh, got an early morning, early start in the morning. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Redskins Perspective. We're not associated with the Redskins in any type of way. We just – this is just our opinion. Yeah, I, I had to – we should have came out last night with it. But uh, I needed some time to think this over because I was – I was really, really hurt with the way that they played. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the Cowboys, whom I picked to win. So I did win that game, but this team came out flat, lethargic, and everything else. A change needs to be made. Uh, so just keep listening. Uh, thank you, everybody that already does listen. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that. We appreciate you. So that's all our time to the next time. We are Sideline Junkies. This has been Redskins Perspective. We out. And last but not least, as promised, 
Delonte reported live from FedEx Field yesterday. Check out that clip right here. What's going on, Junkie fans? Delonte reporting live from FedEx Field with a final score, Dallas 31, Redskins 21. Um, I thought we were going to be in for a good game uh, after the first quarter. Uh, it was an interception thrown by Prescott, uh, followed by a touchdown from uh, Adrian Peterson, who is now top five um, in rushing touchdowns of all time, I believe. That's a rest of AP. But from that point, Dallas, they quickly regrouped, and uh, the shellacking was on from that point. Um, I think at, from, at, from what I've seen, the Redskins, they got to make a coaching change. They got to make a coaching change. Uh, it, it seems like it, it's not going to get any better until the coaching change is made. Um, you know, as you hear the Dallas faithful in the background celebrating the win, as they should, because the Cowboys in the upper hand at 2-0, you know, what they did to the Giants and the Redskins, yeah, I, I wouldn't call them superior um, competition. And no disrespect to Giants and Redskins fans, but, you know, Dallas, they're, they're definitely head and shoulders above in the division right now. Uh, we're fairly close behind, but um, right now, I, I would have to say Dallas is, is running the NFC East. Um, so, you know, and again, this Delonte report live. FedEx Field, sideline junkies. The final score here is Dallas 31, Washington 21. Uh, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. And be, soon, be sure to check us out. Sideline Junkies. Yes, sir. This has been another Sideline Junkies production. Sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas. Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. Junkies out.